Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Inside Carolina postgame show sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Got three people in the show tonight. Dewey Burke, regular Taylor Vipolis, joining us from Miami, right? Correct. Man, you can't you can't beat that. Carolina 80-69 over NC State in a game that, I don't know what I would call it, maybe disjointed a little bit, but Dewey, your overall thoughts? Yeah, disjointed is a good way to put it. Choppy game, um, obviously completely lost its rhythm when Smith got hurt for State, which you hate to see. Terrible call on Leakey, though, to be ejected, which we can get into if we so choose. But yeah, we didn't shoot it great. Neither did they. It was It was a little bit sloppy, but Sometimes games that carry a lot of hype can be that way, where the actual product on the floor can be ugly. Um, but I thought our kids played hard. Obviously, RJ was great in the first half, and Armando got going in the second. Uh, but not a lot of pretty basketball, but any win over State, you'll take it. And uh, as the announcers kept talking about, we needed a quad one win, and we got one. Yeah, indeed. And I think NC State's a good basketball team. You hate to see Smith get hurt there. I agree with you. Um, you can't eject somebody for that foul. Um, you know, it, it just – you can't. But uh, whatever. Uh, Vip, your overall thoughts on the ball game? Yeah, I thought the first half, NC State did a pretty good job on Armando Baycott. They weren't really letting him catch the ball um, in low positions in the, in the paint. And then in the second half – uh, like Dewey mentioned, Armando really got going. He, he finishes with a stat line, 23 points, 18 rebounds. And I think the biggest takeaway from this game and this season really for me has been like, I really don't want to normalize what Armando Baycott is doing out there. Like the stat lines that he's putting up and his ability to kind of carry this North Carolina team is, is something that, you know, deserves a ton of credit. And then when when you do get, when you can pencil them in for almost 20 and 10 every night to have somebody like RJ Davis go for 26 points to have somebody like Caleb love who could chip in with double figure scoring like this team, when all the pieces are playing like together, it, it is going to be a tough out for them. Once you get to the postseason. Yeah. Dewey, let's, let's talk about Armando at the gate. I mean, he needs to be discussed. We discuss him all the time, 23 and 18, like, 
Vip said he was 16 and nine in the second half. Uh, he had a battle with big old DJ Burns, and we discussed it on the side chat a little bit. But just, I mean, you played with a guy that was guaranteed to give you 20 and 10 every night. Uh, and Armando breaks his rebounding record tonight for North Carolina. But just speak to that aspect of it. I mean, that is pretty much guaranteed 20 and 10 every night. And then everybody else can go do their thing. Or is it guaranteed? And this is just something that North Carolina fans need to realize is pretty daggone special. It's it's rare air. I mean, and that's the point that Vip was making. You know, this is Sean May, Tyler Hansbrough, Billy Cunningham, obviously, Anton Jameson like performance night in and night out. And uh that that was a cool scene for for him to get to break both those records at home. Uh you love to see that. Um but it's, it's what we've talked about all year, Tommy. It's he plays harder than anybody else he plays against in the post. And his effort level and his, his attent, you know, attentiveness to finding the ball, some people have a knack for it and some don't. We've had tons of good bigs over the last 20-plus years and before that. Uh, and some just have a knack for the basketball. And the, the ball kind of finds him off the rim. And he fights and he scraps and he leans on guys. And... Uh, you know, it wasn't a flashy 20 and 16, just solid, reliable, uh, you know, a couple nice finishes around the rim, shot pretty well from the free throw line. And, uh, yeah, he just, uh, like Taylor said, you don't want to take it for granted. It's not like this is easy, but he sure makes it look that way. He sure does. I mean, you look up in 23 and 18, and, yeah, he had a lot of rebounds, but he didn't look like he, he was working that hard when we know he is. And that's that's the amazing thing about the guy. I mean, we've been watching him for four years now. Vip, when you look at Armando's stats, I'll tell you what I thought was one of the best of the night. He was seven for seven from the free throw line. R.J. Davis, 14 for 14. Caleb Love, nine for 10. I don't, you shoot 37% and you're putting yourself in danger of losing basketball games against good offensive teams. Then you turn around and you shoot that from the line, especially Armando. What are we doing here? Yeah, with the I saw the NC State basketball account, uh, their official account uh, was complaining about the foul calls at, at the end of the first half, but it was really a matchup of the team in the ACC that draws the most fouls in North Carolina versus the team in the ACC that commits the most fouls in NC State. So obviously that's going to be an advantage that plays into North Carolina's hands. You mentioned it. Carolina shoots 39 free throws, 36 of 39. When you're getting the contributions you get from Armando Baycott and you're also getting 36 points from the free throw line, you're leaving yourselves uh, a ton of room for error when, you know, if, if certain things don't fall, if certain outside shots don't fall. If North Carolina keeps attacking the basket, with this kind of efficiency at the free throw line, like it's, it's why I think people are optimistic about North Carolina as the season goes on. And I think it's, it's one of the ways to try to get Caleb love involved. Like if he, he shoots three of 14 in in the state game. um, But when he's nine for 10 from the free throw line, you know, he, he is aggressive getting to the line. And I think those are the shots that the Carolina fan base can live with him missing if he's if he's attacking it's it's more of those you know uh, the heat check um pulls from from three that kind of drive the fan base crazy but if, if he does just play this aggressive style i don't think too many people would have a problem with that 
You're supposed to be hot first before you take a heat check shot, right? <laughs> Some people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, and Dewey, we talked about Caleb a lot. Um, and I think midway the second half, he still didn't have a rebound. And, and that was what I, was a little bit, I don't know, it's got to be somewhat irritating to watch. Um, even from Hubert's standpoint, is he wasn't shooting well, but he didn't have any rebounds, didn't have any assists. Well, he finished with five rebounds. And, and he got nine of 10 free throws. Look, on the game, NC State was 10, 12 for 12 from the free throw line. So what is, my math is terrible, but that's like 48 for 51 from the line for both teams combined. That's got to be some sort of record. But do we speak to, to Love's play and then switch over to RJ's play? Two very different guys that Carolina equally needs. Yeah, I thought Caleb he stayed under control, which at times he has not. And he passed up a couple looks, even a few, honestly, that I wish he had shot. He had a couple catch-and-shoot opportunities that normally he would shoot it, and I was actually okay if he had shot it. Uh, but he's obviously struggling a little bit with his confidence from the perimeter and, and instead starting attacking the glass and being more aggressive. And when you attack the glass and you're more aggressive on offense, it's going to feed into the rest of the game. You're going to be a little more aggressive in, in, on the defensive end. And uh, obviously he got popped in the face, which uh, he wasn't pleased with. So, look, I, I don't know. It's the fourth podcast in a row. I, I maintain it's coming. I, I really just – I want to believe so badly that he's going to snap out of this funk and shoot the ball well. And, and the threes he missed in the first half, I really didn't think were forced. I thought they were – from a shot quality perspective, I thought they were fine. Um they weren't brutally challenging step backs uh, late in the shot clock kind of thing or really early in the possession heat check type shots like Vip said. Uh, I thought his, sh his sh shot quality was fine. They're just not going down. He's just one in one of those funks and it, it, it it's in your head. I mean, every time you catch it and you know that it, there you might be shooting a three, it's in the back of your head. Like, what, is this the one? Is this the one that's going to snap me out of it? I mean, I, I, I watched Wayne Ellington go through it, you know, I mean, and then he snapped out of it in that Miami game in whatever year that was. And he's one of the greatest shooters we've ever had. And Caleb is not one of the greatest shooters we've ever had. Um, he's just struggling. And uh, I maintain he's going to snap out of it. I really think he will. Uh, and then back to RJ, completely controlled the game in the first half. Obviously terrific from the free throw line. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about a lot, and then I'll throw it back to you guys, is that kid plays with a ton of confidence. I mean, RJ Davis believes in RJ Davis. And I think that is a big reason why at his size, he's able to rebound the way he does finish at the rim, the way he does, because he's not so explosive like Ty Lawson was, and he's not a big, big guard. He's very small. He's very light, uh, but there's a toughness and a confidence there that he plays with. Uh, that I think enables his ability to have no fear amongst the trees. RJ's your guy, a New York guy, Taylor. And I don't know if you heard George Lynch today on Inside Carolina Live. He's kind of poo-pooing you New York guys a little bit. You need to listen to that. I even mentioned your yeah. name on it when he was doing it. <laughs> but but RJ, I mean, heart and soul of the team, right? Yeah, just just what you expect from, from a New York guard. You know, <laughs> we have it coming with Ian Jackson, um, you can never recruit too many, too many New York players, but he, he, when things get rough for this North Carolina team, it feels like he's the guy that kind of steadies them. And you could check the splits. I'm pretty sure like the last 11 games, like when he was 
dealing with that dislocated finger earlier in the season, it was clearly throwing off his shot. Um, but as he's had more time to kind of heal the last 11 games, I'm pretty sure his splits are, are somewhere near like 50, 50, 85, um, and even higher now with, with the going 14 for 14 from the free throw line. Um, but he, he does seem like the, like you could already pencil in Armando. Um, but for me, it seems like RJ Davis is kind of, uh, the heart and soul for this team who really can determine, you know, how, how high this team's ceiling is. And then when it comes to uh, Caleb Love, I think him and RJ both share in that um, their confidence in themselves. Um, when I, the reason why I believe uh, Caleb Love will turn it around, similar to Dewey uh, believes, it's because I know every time Caleb Love shoots that ball, he, he has the confidence that it's going in. Dewey said he wasn't uh, the best shooter in, in program history, but I, I really believe in Caleb Love's mind. He he does think that that he is that. Um, so I think I think it's going to be something where North Carolina. I've seen some fans who are like, move Caleb Love to the bench or or let's reduce Caleb Love's role for this team to get back to where they got to last year. Caleb Love is going to have to play a massive part in that, and it's not going to be something like you know reduce his role, increase somebody's role, and still get to that end destination like for Carolina to make it to a title game they're going to need the best version of Caleb Love absolutely and somebody compared Love to Donald Williams don't do that um that's some recency bias there go back and watch Donald Williams and what he was able to do before he got hurt especially in the 93 final four um that they honored today Dewey let's talk about and folks will listen to the inside Carolina postgame show Johnny t-shirt and all that good stuff they've got the jerseys too they wanted us to mention they've got the women's and men's jerseys there at Johnny t-shirt so check them out and get that 10% off um, but Dewey let's talk about team defense I thought state was aggressive overly aggressive in the first half I thought they were kind of taking it to Carolina yes Carolina led by one but state shot 46% in the first half they shot 38% in the second half. What did you see differently that they were doing um, other than just ramping up the effort to deal with NC State? We we discussed the DJ Burns defense, and I still think playing behind that guy is just a bucket. Um, but defensive side of the ball, I think that's where Carolina won this game. Yeah, look, anytime you hold a team under 70, you feel like you did your, do- your job on the defensive end and obviously did it the last eight minutes without our best defender in Leakey, but they were also without their best scorer. So – uh, obviously canceled each other out or in, in some sense uh, was a was a hit to both teams. Um, I thought we were better in the second half uh, defensively, except for on the high pick and roll. I thought that uh, we didn't do a great job. Um, you know, their little point guard made three or four or five, 15, 18 footers off a ball screen that I didn't think our bigs did a good enough job of coming up to contest. Obviously, Armando was, you know, in foul trouble. He didn't want to get himself involved in a potential fourth early in the half, which I get. Um, but outside of that, I thought our our ball pressure was solid. RJ was picking up 94 feet the whole game, uh, which should have worn them down. Uh, they don't have a lot of scoring options also. And so Smith goes out, you feel good about your chances um, to, to keep him at arm's length. They kept throwing it into the big guy. Obviously, you and I, we were texting about this. My contention was just play him straight up one and one. I'm not convinced he can score 30 and and have enough points that it overall impacts the game enough for them to win. 
Uh, I know he had that little flurry where he scored a couple in the row, but in the first half, as we were saying, they were doubling him and leaving shooters, and he was skilled enough to find the open guys, and they made some threes. We didn't do that in the second half. We just played him straight up. Pete had some good possessions, at least giving Armando a break. Um, and, and obviously, look, State was without their best player. We got That has to be said. So was our defense a little better in the second half? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they didn't have their engine. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me ask you a question, and Vip, you can chime in too. What are you supposed to do, Dewey, defensively against that guy? And Pete Nance said it. I would have been barking at the ball-headed white ref the whole time. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, how, how are you supposed to defend that type player if they're not going to allow you just to straight body him up? Yeah. And you, obviously, you said in the text, fronting him would have been an option. Uh, the challenge with that is if you don't have good ball pressure, that over-the-top pass is very simple and it's a bucket, right? And so you rely on uh, on your teammates to have ball pressure to not have an easy entry pass over the top or easy high-low in that scenario. Uh, to me, he obviously very strong and very heavy and can just back you down, back you down, back you down. Um but I just didn't see that he was explosive enough that he could score enough points to ultimately make a difference. Uh, how you guard him, you know, it, it's a, it's instinctive when somebody is banging on you to put both your hands up. And as soon as you put both your hands up, they whistle for you for a foul. And so uh, surprisingly, none of our guys tried to take one of those hits in the chest and fall down and buy that charge that you can buy in college basketball today. Um, that actually is surprising to me because if ever there was a, a guy you're guarding that does have the weight and the strength to knock you over, like you got shot by a sniper, that would have been the guy. And yet we never did it, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, look, you, you, you maybe try to take a, take a charge, maybe pull the chair out from under him to get him off balance, maybe front him every, you know, I think you mix it up. Uh, clearly in the first half doubling was not the answer, but look, playing him straight up. I know he scored 18 points, but. I think it was fine how we got her done. I, I, I didn't have a huge problem. Yeah. yeah when, I, I mean, I, I like how they man up and play defense. I don't like the flopping and falling down. Now I hate it. I'm just surprised they didn't do it. Yeah, I was too. And, and I was afraid that was coming from the, the smaller of the two bigs for NC State against Baycott. I was waiting for him to pick up his fourth with that type call. Go ahead, Vip. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say when Baycott went out in that first half, I didn't have a problem with Carolina doubling the post. It was just – they when they're rotating and they're scrambling it it felt like they didn't know you know who they couldn't leave on the scouting report like Marcel is like a 44 percent three-point shooter and you just have to know like 
that's a guy you you can't really help off of. So I think it was more of it wasn't the the doubling as much as the IQ in the scramble that I had a problem with. And I also it feels like NC State always has somebody with like this body type who is just like the biggest guy out there on the floor. It was uh, it BJ was Anya. BJ Anya here before. Like <laughs> NC State's got to lead the country in 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 this body type of a player. Yeah, I, I I think it's great. I mean, he's the guy, and he may make some money someday playing basketball overseas or whatever, but he's the guy that you show up at the Y and you see this guy and it, he's put on some weight, he's gotten older, and he just destroys everybody mm-hmm. out there. And you're like, who is this guy? Um, Vip, speak to the defensive effort overall. Um, I really like, and, and Dunn got 17 minutes, and a lot of that came when Leakey, um, got released from his obligations by the officials tonight. Uh, I thought Dunn did well on the defensive end. How are you feeling about this Carolina's defensive squad? I think I think Caleb buys in on the defensive end. This team's a lot, lot better on that end and overall. Yeah, when you get a more engaged Caleb Love on the offensive end, I think his defense just naturally picks up. I think this the the defense still has a ton of room for for potential i think when when they are pressing you, and they have the chance to speed teams up they're going to look a lot better it's just do they have the the depth to be able to pick up 94 feet and i think the answer to that right now is a pretty resounding no um when you don't really get a ton of bench contributions or when you do get bench contributions, it kind of fluctuates who the contributions are coming from on a game by game basis. Um, so I think defensively they do have a, a ton of room, um, but it, it really starts with, with RJ and Caleb and, and how they're guarding on the perimeter. Um, because for the most part, you know what Mondo and Leaky are going to give you. And then Pete is just another, uh, a, another big body and Pete might not get, you know, the blocks, but for his presence in the post, I, I do think he does alter um, a good amount of shots. Yeah, I think it's an interesting dynamic. Let, let me get some questions. You've got a question in chat. We're going a little bit longer since we've got um, Vip and Dewey Burke joining me here on the Inside Carolina Post Game. I'm going to throw up a, a uh, question for you, Dewey. It looks like we all can answer it. What do you think about the current rotations? More bench playing time needed. Um, I've said all along, and I'll get my uneducated thought out. Hubert plays matchups more than any coach has at North Carolina, and we've talked about this a lot. But Dewey, um, what do you think of those rotations? Uh, you know, it's working at times, um, and it's a little different. And it's, it, there's not much rhyme or reason other than matchups. But where are you with that coming from Roy Williams' system? And, and we've seen that for, if you include Dean Smith, forever. Yeah, uh, look, I, I'm absolutely a proponent, specifically earlier in the season, of giving guys a little bit more leash and, and giving them time to make mistakes and learn and get comfortable out there. I think it's really hard to be able to consistently contribute when you don't know if you're going to play and you can't prepare yourself mentally to, I know I'm going to play X. Um, so if you're Don Trez or you're Seth, um, I think it's cha- like Seth didn't play in this hardly played in the second half. How much did he play in the second half? 
I don't remember him out there, but I'll check. What yeah. And so none. Yeah. That's what I thought. And so I, look, I'm a, I'm a proponent of early in the season, getting guys reps so that they're comfortable later in the season. But the reality is we didn't do that last year and we didn't do that this year. That's, that's just not how he seems to rotate players. Now the last couple of games, you've seen him put down early uh, into the game. Obviously DeMarco has been playing more since he got back from being hurt. Puff was out again. Um, so you've had some injuries, uh, but if it's playing matchups, perhaps Tommy, I, you know, if that's what he's thinking. Um, but to me, it comes down to trust and these guys will be playing more minutes if he trusted them more. And it's a harsh thing to say, but I also think it's a reality. Um, to me, when you see things like guys going down and Justin McCoy getting a bunch of minutes ahead of Don Trez, who clearly has a higher ceiling, is a much better athlete, he's younger, um, he's explosive. Why? Why is that happening? Well, it's because whatever's going on in practice has not led Hubert to say, Don Trez has got to be in there. He's a difference maker for us. And so uh, that's the harsh truth. But if these guys haven't earned his trust, he's going to play his juniors, seniors, and fifth-year seniors 37 minutes. He's just going to keep doing it until somebody earns more trust. It's, I, that's just what I think. Yeah, looking at the box, somebody said Trimble came in at the very end, and I will freely admit I did not see the last 10 seconds or 20 seconds because I was getting ready to do this. But according to the box, love 20 minutes. Davis, 20 minutes. Nance, 20 minutes. Baycott, 19 minutes. Um, and he came out right there at the end. What do you think, Vip? What do you think about the rotations? I agree with Dewey 100%, and I've tried to tell people. Hubert Davis is going to play who he thinks can win the ball game, period. And if, if your guy, if you're a fan of a certain player and you want to see them out there on the floor, well, I – you got to trust that Hubert Davis is going to play them if he helps them win above somebody that would have to sit. What do you think, Vip? Yeah, the feel I get, it, I completely agree with the both of you. Um, the feel I get is that he's he's rotating guys in right now to see, you know, who who could bring what. But once you get towards like the the end of the season, like that Duke game and going into the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament, the the sense I feel or the sense I get from this North Carolina team is that he's going to go back to that like iron five type mentality, because at the end of the day, those five are going to give North Carolina the best chance to win. And nobody from that bench group has really separated themselves. But I also can see the other side of the coin where this is something that me and Justin Jackson talked about in our last up in the Raptors podcast and something that Justin has had to adjust to in the NBA, like, when you, when you don't have the chance to play through your mistakes, it's like really hard to get in the flow of a game. And I think that's what you're seeing with, with Dontre styles, with DeMarco Dunn, with Seth Trimble, where they're coming in in spot minutes and they're expected to contribute, you know, at a certain level, but when you can't work through your mistakes or you're, you're, you have a short leash or it's just, it's just hard to get in the flow of a game. You know, it's, it, it takes like a special type of person to be that like sixth, seventh guy off a bench and just be able to get hot. And I I don't know if Carolina is going to have the bench contributions to, to make a, a deep tournament run. And that's kind of why I'm of the opinion that it's going to take a, an iron five type mentality again. 
Yeah. I'd also add our best our best bench player was hurt. He didn't play today. Yeah. Yep. Puff Johnson out with a lace. I think they said knee soreness in there. Somebody asking Chad about defending the post, and we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, Charlie Shaw, if you want to go back and check that out. Um, if you don't get that from that answer, I will ask Dewey about it again. Anything left, guys? Carolina, <laughs> 36 and 5 in the last 41 against North Carolina State. Shout out to Brian Ives since 2003, 2004. It's embarrassing. Um, it, it is uh, it's pretty rough. Are you surprised, Dewey? Given the, the, given the level of disdain um, that you you guys in that group chat have for NC State, are you surprised at 36 and 5 over the last 41? Serious That's, question. It's pretty remarkable. I mean, that, that, is, that is surprising. You know, it was funny. Wes said on our group chat last night that he talked to Coach on the phone last night. Um, and before they hung up, coach said, Hey, I just got two numbers for you. And I think he said 34 and five. That was my record against state. That's how they ended the phone call. So when the man at the top two years out is still reciting his record against state in a call with one of his former players, it gives you an understanding of how the program has always felt at least under coach Williams how the program has always felt about NC State. So, uh, yeah, embarrassing for them, that's for sure. It'll be interesting when they go back to Raleigh. Vip, closing thoughts. Just just how embarrassing those numbers are for, for NC State and just knowing through, like, the back channels of how much uh, Coach Williams uh, kind of despises that team over there in Raleigh, like Dewey said, it, it really isn't surprising and something that, it seems like Coach Davis is, is kind of picking off where uh, Roy left off. Um, but I, I think it is going to be a battle when you, when you, go, to, when you go to Raleigh. Uh, winning on the road is, is tough, especially in the ACC. Unless they don't have Smith, right? Yeah. If, I mean, if he's, you know, Marcus Ginyard texted from the arena and said he had a big cast on his arm. So I don't know if he broke his wrist or broke his elbow when he fell. Um, but I, that, that could be what happened. If that's the case, he's out, you know, he's out three yeah. months kind of thing. So, uh, agree with you. That's going to be always a hostile, crazy environment, but without him, they're not, they're not much. They can't to, compete. Yeah. No, they yeah. shouldn't. The, a couple numbers, uh, plus minus, if you're so inclined to believe the plus minus or the be all end all, which I am not love plus 17 all the way down to tremble minus five. Um, and then the Davis Love and Black trio was plus 12. Some interesting numbers from the game. Armando Baycott sets the record. Tyler Hansbrough has got every record in the North Carolina book, it almost seems like. Well, not anymore. Rebound record is now Armando Baycott. Dewey Burt, Taylor Vipolis, Johnny T-Shirt, and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Anything left, boys, before we get out of here on the 36th win against five losses? against North Carolina State. We good? Yeah. Shout out to the 370 that joined us for the Inside Carolina Live post-game podcast. Check out all the content from Adam Smith and everybody on the ground, Ross Martin on the ground from the Dean Dome. We'll be back 